Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. My name is Jenna, and thank you so much for taking some time to listen to my corner of the podcasting universe. I greatly appreciate it. So this week, you guys, I want to talk a little bit about starting in one place and then really defining who you are. Uh, I know that sounds like a little ambiguous, but the reason why I want to talk about it this week specifically is because last week I actually celebrated my 10th work anniversary with my company. And I know I talk here and there about my work and some of the things that I've done and this and that, but I really kind of wanted to talk more specifically about my journey and really the professional growth I've had over the last 10 years. And I hope that maybe my story may inspire someone (laughs) to take a chance. Uh, Because really, I, I do believe that's part of what my story really is about is about taking a chance. I consider myself without sounding too braggadocious, successful in my career. I don't know if I would have always have said that, but I do feel pretty strongly about that now. I'm still learning and I want to preface that with that, that I still am very much learning and still growing within my professional self. But I feel as though I really have come quite a long way from when I first started. Uh, So let's rewind the time and go back to May of 2011. So a little actually bit before May of 2011, I was working in advertising. Uh, I have a degree in advertising. I love advertising and marketing. And a lot of times marketing and advertising gets grouped together. So Understandably so, but advertising to me, when I took advertising studies, when I studied advertising in college, advertising really spoke to me. I originally started out as a journalism major and I ended up having an emphasis in journalism later on, but uh, I really fell in love with advertising and the creativity that came along with it. In journalism, as a broadcast journalist, I thought I would be like on the Today Show, right? And that's what my goal was at the time. Uh, However, the creativity isn't there. You have to report in theory, depending on who you ask, you should be reporting on facts. Whereas in advertising, you can be really creative and have the facts included in there. But the creativity is really something that has always spoken to me. I've always been kind of a a more head in the clouds type of thinker but still studious. Uh, when I was growing up, I was I did very well in school. It came very easy to me, which proved to be a little bit of a problem because I would be like, oh, I can just like half-ass this test and I still would do well on it. It was that kind of a thing. I know not everyone has that experience. I did and I know I'm very lucky because of that. But anyway, uh, so I I moved into advertising and moved to Las Vegas. And when I was first lived in Las Vegas, when I first moved here, I worked for an ad agency and then another ad agency where I where I became an account manager. And, you know, I started off like a coordinator, learned the ropes, was promoted, that sort of thing, and really had my own clients and worked with them hand in hand to develop their advertising programs and television commercials and things like that and understood media buying and, you know, the how the spots work and how if you're getting X to Y to Z and okay, you need to give us a make good and things like that. So my advertising friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Working with different types of personalities was very, very important uh, in advertising, specifically when you work on the agency side, because you have a lot of clients that have 
I would say, a wide range of thoughts. And one of the things that I learned is that just because you know their brand, they know their brand as well, but you might have a different way of projecting that brand out into the market or wherever you're purchasing or doing the ad buys at, that sort of thing, the creative that comes along with it. I learned a lot about production. I actually really became very deeply immersed in production of different things that that I would refer to as collateral, but many of you all probably wouldn't understand, not because you don't understand, it's just because it's not a word that that is really thrown around in like commonplace when you're not printing. So collateral pieces, slot toppler, toppers, wobblers, danglers, <laughs> floor talkers, floor walkers, different things like that, that people are like, wait, what? Duratrance, these are all things, right? Um, things that I was really lucky to have experienced and really get, got a lot, a lot of knowledge of. Now, when I was working in the ad agency side, it was challenging personally, just because I was learning a lot. I I did feel fulfilled in some ways, but uh, the agencies that I worked for, the first one I worked for particularly has actually gone out of business. And I just think maybe some of the business decisions that were made there probably weren't the best for the company. And I think the stress on the partners really definitely trickled down onto the staff. And it was a challenge. It was very challenging. Um, And I've always considered myself to be very lucky to have had that experience, but then also to have left that experience. Uh, So long story short, after I worked in two agencies, I ended up becoming the marketing and advertising manager for a hotel and casino on Fremont Street. And if you're familiar with Las Vegas, Fremont Street is not the strip. It is old Las Vegas. It's where the canopy is. It has the big thing that goes over. The Fremont Street experience is an experience unto itself. Um, This was an an incredible opportunity. And I was very thankful from a previous colleague who actually got me in the door there because someone was leaving and long one, two, six kind of a thing. Um, I had this great opportunity and I loved my job there. It was just very, very stressful, uh, very stressful. And I worked a lot. I worked a lot of hours and I learned a lot and I did determine I much preferred to be on the client side because now I had an ad agency as opposed to being on the agency side. Uh, with that, with working there, this was like, we're talking 2008, 9, 10, Uh, If you all recall, if some of you may remember that during that time, the economy was not so great. And the thing that struck me the most that I will never forget was when I where my office was at the time uh, was in a separate building from the actual main casino. And we would walk through my colleagues and I who worked in this other building. They called it the bank building because it had been a bank, I guess, at one point. And. Uh, we walked through valet into the main casino. And when we walked through, people were checking in and garbage bags were their luggage. And I will never forget that. As long as I live, I will never forget that. And well, at least I think anyways, uh, it was really kind of eye opening to me. And a friend of mine who had worked for earlier, she had worked for a casino. And she said, morally, she had a really hard time with it. And she wasn't like a very I wouldn't say spiritual, spiritual person. However, it really struck me. And I thought, here, I'm creating these messages and these promotions and these opportunities with the team I was working alongside to get people to spend perhaps their last dollars to come in in the hopes that they were going to hit it big in Vegas. And I really had a hard time with that. 
and decided that I needed to make a change. And I ended up finding the company that I now work for. And I mean, I did, I had a, I had another job for a very short amount of time working for a nonprofit and that I thought was gonna be great. And that was terrible. I don't even consider that. I don't even put that on my resume, um, because it was that bad of an experience. But, um, uh, I found the company that I work, that I've worked for, for the last 10 years. And I have to say that becoming a lifestyle director at the company I work for now was one of the hardest decisions I ever made. Not initially. I thought, well, this is easy. You do some events, you put, you do some communications. Like these are all the things like I know how to do. It's going to be way better work-life balance, that sort of thing. And I quickly learned that (laughs) being a high powered ad exec type person was much easier in some way than being the sole person who's in charge of communications and community events for a community, for a growing community, and not just a regular community, but one of the fastest selling master plan communities in the United States. It was a lot to take in and I definitely floundered at times. My boss at the time, who was the manager there, uh, he pushed me really hard and uh, we talked a lot and and I initially, I remember, I think I'd worked there maybe a month. And I remember calling my mom on my way home from work, just crying and saying, like, I made the hugest mistake. And uh, she really said, you know, Jenna, just because you're being pushed, you're being uncomfortable. You know, you're in an uncomfortable situation, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, so you're going to grow from this. And I really appreciated her saying that to me because it's really true. And uh he pushed me in ways. I don't know if it's because he just wanted things the way he wanted them, which is probably a little bit of truth to that. But I also think it has a lot to do with with seeing that I was probably capable of it. I really was outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I had trained to be in advertising and marketing and public relations. I had trained for all of that and done my career to that point. And then I wound up in this like totally opposite world in some ways, but still utilizing all of those skills I had built up. And when I when I say all of those skills, I moved to Las Vegas in 2004. And that was really when I started my advertising career, because uh, before when I graduated, I didn't go into advertising right away uh, from college. But uh, so 2004. So by 2011, I had gotten married, had a baby, and now I had a three year old and I was in charge of all of these things. And it was a whole new world that, you know, you feel like, you know, a lot. And now it's this whole new HOA world, which I had just purchased a home and it was in an HOA. And all I knew was I had to pay $32 a month. Like I didn't really know much about HOAs. And obviously the only thing I did know was that they suck and everyone hated them, right? Like that's what I knew. Uh, and with that being said, learning that, community is really something that um, ultimately I kind of relied back on my history from being a military kid to the community around and those, you know, community barbecues and those types of things. We were looking to have those experiences in these master plan communities. And my job was to facilitate that, to have these connection points for the people who purchased their home in this community, in the particular community I was at and to create these opportunities of engagement and and connection 
And I'm not going to lie, it was so hard at times because you have a lot of personalities. And unlike when you're in any other kind of business, right, where, where especially in the advertising business where you have like people come in and you like hope to give them a good experience and then maybe they come back in a year or two, right? They're there all the time. They have purchased a home. This is the biggest investment likely that they've ever made. And with that being said, they are literally at everything and they're emotionally invested. No, not everyone, but many of the ones, the vocal ones especially. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about really putting myself in the position of what do people really like versus what do I like? It's not all about me, um, which at the time it, it really wasn't all about me. It never really has been. But there are things that still stick, stick with me to this day. Uh, my boss at the time, my very first boss with my company here, he uh, he said to me, you know what, Jenna, you can always tell on an event that you really like. I'm like, why? And he said, because I really was kind of snarky to him, which actually made us have a very good working relationship. I think he actually really appreciated my candor with him. And I think it made our relationship. I mean, I still love the guy to this day. He's great. Him and his wife are adorable and they have a baby. And it's just so fun to see that he's like grown up. But um, but I was just like, why? How can you tell that you that events that I like more or better or something along those lines? And he's like, when you have an event that you are emotionally invested in, it just has a little bit extra sparkle. It like just does a little bit more. And I thought about that and I've used that ever since because my whole goal has always been to not have anyone know what I like and what I don't like personally, right? Like the experience should be shared. Um, so the grind was real. I mean, I am not going to say that it was an easy job because it's not. And um, But it's a very, very rewarding job to have the opportunity to create these these really these activities, these events, these programs, these communication tools that become traditions for people have been just incredibly rewarding. It was, and it was, and it still continues to be one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my professional life. And I have to say up until that point, I never anticipated working for an HOA, never anticipated working in quote community management. I did not know what that was, obviously, when I was younger, because no one had an HOA that I was aware of. And then two, <laughs> like um, to have me like really fall in love with it. One of the things, though, in my industry, because now I've been in it 10 years, I definitely consider it my industry is is that with the position of lifestyle director, which is the position I held for almost nine years, people get burned out. And I'm sure you can imagine why. Any of my personal friends would know that I've had many successful events. I would post about them, talk about them, share them. But you also have to think about towards the middle to end of my time as being a lifestyle director, I was somewhere upwards to at least 100 events annually, if not more. But and with with realistically like eight really big events um, four that we would call a signature event where we're talking tens, you know, our Fourth of July event had 18,000 people at it one year. We had to change it because it had too many people. But when you have all of those people and you're the person in charge of that, you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot about it, but you also grow from it and say, I'll never do that again, or I'll do this this way again, or I'll change my mind on how that goes. But 
but you burn out because <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, the last time I checked, there's only about 52 weeks in a year and that's a lot of events. That's a lot of time. And it's a grind at times. I'm not going to lie. It is a complete grind. And if any of my current team members are listening to this, I know it's a grind, right? I know it's a grind and it's hard because you start feeling like, oh my gosh, it's just one event after the other. And that's where I always tell people like, think about what you would want to experience if you lived in this community. If they all start looking the same, then that's what the residents feel too, right? And I think anyone listening to this, what's going to get you, what's going to motivate you to participate in something? It has to be different. It has to be special, right? Or it has to be something that you're like, oh, I did this every, or it's like Tuesday, you have food trucks or whatever that looks like, right? And so all of those things combined are all rolled in and you have to be strategic and you have to figure it out. And then on the other side, you have to work to re-engage yourself, reignite yourself. There were times that I would specifically come up with a new event Now, after being there four or five, six years, it was like I could be on autopilot. I could I could use the same things that I had done from year over year. Sure, I change a thing here or there, but I could basically be on autopilot and not really do much and still do a really good job. And people would still really like what I was doing for the most part. Right. I mean, I always have haters, but um, I would come up with new events or new things or anything really to challenge myself, give myself something, a new goal to look at, something new to do, a new experience for the community. But really, a lot of it, very honestly, was for myself as well. Uh, I, everyone knows I'm a big Disney person. I would go to Disney, I would see something there, and I'm like, we're going to do this where I worked. And I would use how they did crowd control, and I would implement that where I was at for big events and it worked, right? So why am I trying to like, I'll just take it from Disney. It made a lot of sense to me. So anyways, I really pushed myself. I really learned a lot. And in the interim, in the background, my one boss had moved on, my new boss came on. And, um, and very honestly, I did not get along very well with that particular, the second manager I had, there were times and everything was great. But, but his communication style and my communication style were completely different. I had to learn to work with that. And that was really hard for me. I was used to having my first manager that I had there that I could just like yell and scream and blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this and F this and you know, that kind of stuff. And then the second manager, he was not the same communication style. He yelled and stuff, but it was different. And his communication style was very, I would say compartmentalized, whereas my first manager was very open. Um, So it was just different. And it was really, it was a very hard adjustment. And very honestly, I tried to leave my company multiple times. And I love my company. I love my company very, very much. And I'm glad that the universe and my company and myself, it just, there was always something that stopped it. Like it was super weird. Like there was just like certain things that never should have happened, like when I was going to leave. And then it just like put like an all stop to it. Um, It was really weird. Like one time I had been offered a position for um, another company, not not in the HOA industry. And they were like, okay, well, we need to verify your employment that you've been at where you're at, because they just were, you know, doing background, whatever. And on our on my on the software that we use for our employment, 
I didn't have, because I had gotten divorced and this and that. So I didn't have like my pay stubs from like five years ago or something like that. I can't remember now. It's been so long. And um, we have like an online software that we use. I think most companies do to track. And it only went back to like, you know, like three years instead of five years. And I'm like, you can't call my HR. Like then they're going to know I'm leaving. You know, it was like that kind of thing. And and um, and so I never took that position. Then I had another position that they offered me the job. I accepted. And then I rescinded myself. I was like, no, never mind. Then I had another opportunity where I was like, where my university didn't didn't um, send the transcripts or something to show that I graduated. And then I had to like send them something. I just turned to this whole mess. So then the whole mess. So I was like, never mind. I don't even want to deal with this. Like this is way too challenging. And I'm just going to stay where I'm at. So those are three times that I can think of that I was like, I'm out the door and something stopped me and I stayed. And I think there's a reason for that. And, and I feel very open and honest about being able to say that because most people in my company that I'm close with know those stories. But, but ultimately, I've always loved my company and I've always really enjoyed my work. And my biggest thing was I wanted to move up. And the way our corporate is structured, it was opportunities outside of where our home bases are very limited as far as in the in the leadership position, right? And it is. And I think that that's probably true for many companies where uh, there's a lot and then it kind of almost like pyramids, right? Where you just have less and less opportunity because those opportunities as far as like a leadership position, like something has to happen. Like they don't just go like, yes, everyone's on the leadership team, you know, that sort of thing. So an opportunity presented itself all the way back in 2019, in November of 2019. And And then I know I've shared on this podcast about me being promoted in early 2020 and then the pandemic hit and then everything changed. But even still, I have to say that as my as I continue to grow with my company, it's so funny. I just celebrated 10 years like I started this podcast out with. And I would say that 10 years ago, I would never have guessed that I would be living the life that I'm living right? I would never have guessed that. I never would have known the amount of passion I would feel about things that I never even knew about 10 years ago, which is so strange, right? Into itself. Secondarily, I would say without the hustle and without the grind, I don't think I would be nearly as impactful in my current position if I would not have experienced that. Not as to say you couldn't, but I really feel like understanding really what it's like to be in those shoes. And I bring a lot of that to the leadership team that I'm on and, and, you know, in the different pockets that I'm a part of, it's like, yes, but you know, I know what that feels like. I was that person. I sat in a, in a seat on a site for a really long time and, you know, that kind of thing. So, so really utilizing those experiences that I had the opportunity to experience for almost nine years and then making it very well aware of in now and days (laughs) in my current role. Um, The things where I felt I wasn't supported in, or maybe I could have been supported in in a different manner. I make sure that I do what, how I would have liked to have seen that in my role. So those are all of those things, right? I learned from my experiences and now I have, and I'm in, and I'm, and I'm not talking very well. Um, (laughs) I've learned from those experiences and now I'm using them 
in my current role. And so even though I never ever guessed that I would be building a career in community management, which everyone hates, HOA, people talk so much shit about HOAs, they're not all bad, right? They're not all bad. I promise you they're not all bad. Some of them are bad, but they're not all bad. Uh, We... I'm very proud of my job. I'm very proud of my company. I am very proud that I have been with a company for 10 years. I'm going to be really honest. I never was in a company for 10 years before this, right? So I had been like at an ad agency and for two years and then another ad agency. And then I was at Fremont Street. And then I had that short little job for like four months that I hated my, I hated with all my life. And then I made it here and I could not be more thankful and grateful. Uh, I cannot be more thankful for the experiences that I've had and that I continue to have. Uh, I am really excited. My company is going, when I started, I want to say like my company had 400 people. We have over a thousand employees or about a thousand employees now. So it's more than doubled in size since I started and it's tremendous. The things that we're doing are awesome. And the culture that we're working towards is amazing. And, you know, and it's like to be a part of that is really something very special. And, and to have the CEO, like the CEOs have always known our names. I don't know. I think they like quiz themselves before visiting, but to have the CEO, you know, be like impressed by things that I've done, like, holy crap, a CEO is like, knows me more than just like, that's the girl from over there in Las Vegas. Like, that's so cool. You guys like, that's so amazing. And, and the amount of relationships I have made and kept from my time, uh, over the last 10 years has been remarkable. Like I said, my first manager, I mean, he doesn't even work for our company. He had been promoted. He opted to go out to a different uh, uh, company and relocated a few times and this and that. But like, I'm still friends with him. And I love his little family. And you know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, The the relationships that I have had over the last 10 years and continue to have is just amazing. And to me, it is amazing that I have aligned myself in such a good organization that I feel like, wow, this is, this is where I'm going to be, you know? And I think when I'm a kid, when I was a kid, I I just always thought, oh, you have a job and then you get another job or you do whatever. And it was never like, to me, I didn't understand. And probably most children don't really understand about career and longevity. I mean, I'm sure some do. But to me, it just was like a thing like, oh, your parents go to work, whatever. Like I never... I never thought about the, the personal aspect of what a career, an impactful career means to you. Never thought about it until realistically, like a few years ago, realistically (laughs) in my (laughs) thirties. So a lot has changed for me over the last 10 years. When I started with my company, my son was three and he's starting high school in a few months. You know, it's like that kind of stuff where you're like, holy moly. I always joke around and I'm like, yeah. And I had a husband number one and (laughs) I was dealing with a lot of shenanigans. I think I weighed probably like 30 pounds more than I weigh now too. So, hey, I lost some weight. So that's positive. You know, there's just a lot. And it just really like the things that maybe I was frustrated with or things that I would like overanalyze 10 years ago, obviously is not the same. I mean, I'm just, I just have to say these last 10 years have been amazing 
and I pause there because I'm super reflective on it. And professionally, I never thought I would fall into a career like this, you know, especially like when you go to college. And so if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking about, oh, when I go to college and my life is going to be set up just like this and that, don't count on it. But what you can count on is that no matter what happens, it'll probably be an awesome ride. And that's been my experience. So as I've gone on for almost 30 minutes about my career and things like that, I have to say that I am incredibly thankful and grateful for the opportunity that I've had and that I continue to have. And I really am just incredibly like I said, grateful and I'm thankful and sure, it's not what I thought I would be doing, but I can't imagine my life without doing this now. And I hope that I continue to help people and hopefully inspire my fellow team members and everyone that I work with because life is really short and I am so glad I took a chance on a really, really different position than I was comfortable with to start with because it has changed my life. Honestly, it has changed my life and I am so thankful that it did. So anyways, that's my story for this week. I hope that you all are well. I hope for all of the mamas out there that you all had a wonderful Mother's Day. I know I sure did. I was incredibly spoiled per usual and got to drink mimosas. And I also have to give a huge, huge, huge congratulations to my little sister who probably won't listen to this because she is busy because her and her boyfriend, Jacob, just had a baby. And now I'm an auntie. So I have a new niece. My beautiful new niece, Nova Joy, was born on Friday, May 7th at 11.19 p.m., coming in at seven pounds and eight ounces and 20 inches long. And my sister is so in love with her and I am too. She is just gorgeous. Can't wait to see her. We couldn't go to the hospital because of COVID restrictions, but I hope to see her this week, this upcoming week. But I am so, so proud of my baby sister who is now a mom herself. So congratulations, Allison. I love you very much. And with that being said, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.